Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. It is the show where we talk about musicals and the lessons that we learn from them, things that they teach us and how awesome they are. My name is Miranda and I'll be your host today. Also at the table with me, my regulars. Zancy Weber. Julie Eisentrager. And we have a very special guest at the table who's here to talk about a musical that I love. And uh, half of my audition repertoire comes from. <laughs> but please feel free to introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Maureen Bauer. Hello, Whee! Maureen. Fireworks go off. Bam, glitter explosion. Bam. bam. <laughs> I would love a glitter explosion every time somebody said my name. Me too. One thousand patrons, and we'll we'll organize glitter explosions for every <laughs> Excellent. guest. You heard it here first. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. I thought as you were well say- as a rap from Zane. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. And the dance. And the dance. Uh, yeah, right. The Necronomicon. We're going to keep bringing it up until we get enough patrons. <laughs> Sticking on, like, one at a time. Anyway. Right, let's get to know Maureen. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Who's leading this episode? <laughs> is are. it you or is it me? Lead because I will get to know Maureen when I'm good and ready. Maureen, mm. are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's begin. For getting to know you. I love to sing the song. <clears throat> the people hate it, but it's fine. <laughs> Um, so our first question, which musical character would other people compare you to? Uh, do you know what? I would say Penny Pingleton oh, from Hairspray. What a sweet choice. Yeah. Totally. That's a great pick. Yes. I think that yeah. is. And you're wearing the glasses to go with the look, and I really appreciate that you've committed to that. I actually need the glasses to see, but thank you <laughs> for assuming it was a character choice. <laughs> well, aren't glasses the character choice for us all, really? Um, I choose to be a character who can see what they're doing. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Oh. We're talking aspirations now. Is it is it bad to say Jesus Christ Superstar? <laughs> I would like people to look at me and think, Jesus. Yeah, that's exactly or- what <laughs> The Messiah. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, We've gone with different inflection there. I, yeah, I don't know. Do you know what? I'm actually pretty happy with Penny. I think that's great. I think if that's people great. see Penny, I'll go with that. You know, I'm a lovable, geeky dork. <laughs> you are lovable. Oh, I'll oh, give you that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, the, the, what, the jury's still out on geeky dork? <clears throat> yep. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Too cool for your own good. Totally. Well... Let's move on before it gets mm. really awkward in mm. here. What is your dream role? I have so many. That's really difficult to choose, but I'll give you a couple of tops. A short list. How about that? Um, Ula 
from the producers. Ula. I'd love to play Ula. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm quite tall enough. Now Ula dance? <laughs> now Ula dance. Nice. For sure. Um, also, having just seen Mean Girls, I'm desperate to play Regina, George. <laughs> totally. Because that's so opposite to who I am. I think that would be great. <laughs> so, yeah. And one more, one more Regina on my list. and a Penny Pingleton just like hanging out <laughs> together. I know I've already spoken about Superstar, but Judas would definitely mm. be a dream role for me. I would yes. love to do that. It's a great sing. Yeah. And it fits so nicely into a female it voice. absolutely range. does. Oh, show. Yeah. Okay. We'll make it happen. Uh, what is your favourite sometime show? Oh. Rot roll. Fashashenka. Ah, company. Company. A little bit of company. Yeah, it's a good one. Tradish or gender swap? Tradish. But not not too fussed. Bit of gender blind casting, never heard anybody. Take whatever you Interested to see, I hope they, are they going to film it? I think so. The London production with the, yeah. Um, we'll have to wait until we get a few friends back from London to tell us exactly how it is. Uh, but let's move on to your go-to shower song, Maureen. Oh, do you know what I love? Um, they just keep moving the line from nice. Whoa, yeah. Smash. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think a lot, of smash, everything. a lot of Smash can go down yeah, smash a treat everything. in the shower. Totally. <laughs> smash it. Oh. Smash it in the shower. Yes. What? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Different podcast. <laughs> Oh, my. Um, and if you'd like to hear more, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. Are you prepared for the final question? I am ready. You have to delete a musical from existence. Cats mm. is already dead. Oh. Like nine times over. It's more gone. than nine times over. So. Yep. Okay. What are you, what are you taking out? I'll oh, see. It's hard. Do you know? What's your go-to going to be cats? Yeah, it's definitely going to be cats. <laughs> Like Poor without cats. a doubt, I'm really starting to feel sorry for cats. I feel like okay. I need to start sticking up. I have for an it. answer. Yes. Potentially controversial. Seal. They're always controversial. controversial. Definitely went to opening night last night. <gasps> I'm gonna say Jersey Boys. Oh my! That's a first. And yeah. I wouldn't be so sad. Oh, I would. I heard that when it was here seven years ago, or whatever, everyone loved it. They said it was amazing. Raved about it. This is maybe I shouldn't be saying this. What if people are going to hear? Yeah, I just perhaps it's because I'm so tired from Sweet Charity that I was falling asleep. But mm, perhaps perhaps it was the show. I don't know. Are you a fan of Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons? I wouldn't say I'm a big fan. Like I don't. That's not my first choice. I mean, I am, and I'm not a huge fan of the musical. Yeah, the performers were excellent. Mm. They were giving it so much, but it was just. I think it's just the the storyline and things like that. Just felt really dated, and I think I think. I'm done with that. I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm done with it. <laughs> Which is usually my excuse for being done with any musical. I'm done with it, so. So I guess it's dead now. Everyone it's needs dead. to get on board. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we'll look into that. Is it the jukebox musical thing? No, or not at all. is it just all. the way this one has been treated? Yeah, I think it's this one. just didn't tick the boxes. Yep. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot of talk when it first came out about the style of telling a story, how that has a lot of narration rather than it actually does. showing the story happening. Mm. This kind of like narration to get to the next song, which is fine because the songs themselves are pretty strong. Yeah. And yeah. I just think it's a story we don't necessarily need, mm. need to, to see again. <laughs> Fair enough. We saw it. We saw it when it happened That's in right. real life with the actual, oh, mind you, I wasn't. Alive. Now we know everything there is to know about Maureen yeah. and how much she loves Frankie Valley on the Four Seasons. Mm. Um, let's start talking sweet 
charity. Yeah, sweet, sweet charity. Okay, so Maureen, you're here to tell us all about Sweet Charity, the wonderful dance musical. Mm. Um, Go. Do your (laughs) thing. And go. And go. (laughs) Please, tell. Uh, Well, the uh, musical was originally directed by and choreographed by the beautiful Bob Fosse, who is (laughs) legend in any dancer's eyes, I am sure. Um, But it was actually based off a screenplay. Ooh. Yes, Knights of... Kabiria. Kabiria. The Knights of Kabiria. Don't do accents, Miranda. Sorry. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) haven't seen that. I don't want to be offensive. And Knights with an N, not a K N. Because it kind of sounds like the Knights of Kabiria. Yeah, that that sounds like a good story. Mm. We should do that. I immediately got like jousting stuck in my head. Back to Sweet Charity. It was a Fellini movie. Yes, correct. Yes. Sweet Charity. Um, concerning the romantic ups and downs of an ever hopeful prostitute. Mm, <laughs> correct. As long as she's ever hopeful. And right. she is. She's so hopeful with a name like Charity Hope Valentine. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's always uh, hopeful, hopefully looking for love. Yes. Yes. That's it. So uh, music by Cy Coleman, lyrics by Dorothy Fields and a book by Neil Simon. Is that mm. Neil Simon? What? Like Neil Simon or a different Neil Simon? Is there more than one Neil Simon Neil in the Simon? world? What? Must be. <laughs> Google it on your piece of paper, Miranda. I, I can't understand. click the link. It's printed. <laughs> <laughs> click, click. I'm poking it and nothing is happening. Um, so as you said, it was directed and choreographed by Bob Fosse, mm. but it was a star vehicle for Gwen produced Verdin. for his wife at the time. Yeah, Gwen that's right. Um. And a wonderful star vehicle it was for her. So she really set up the role as a, a dance role. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really until the movie that I think it really became a comedic role. Mm. With Shirley MacLaine. With Shirley MacLaine, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, she made it her own and I think anyone who steps into that role of charity, they have to absolutely bring their own experiences and everything onto it to create their own version of charity. Yeah, yeah. But I, everyone looks back to the Gwen original you have to because it was built for her and around her and I think so much of the original content and the the jokes and the story and the humor it's it's really lends itself to her performance yeah so I I have clicked on the Neil Simon link what questions did you have about him is it the Neil Simon is it the The Neil Neil Simon Simon? as in the Neil Simon theater Neil Simon as in uh, Neil Simon the recording artist no no, so this is the Broadway Neil Simon. Yes. The Neil Simon Theatre is named after him. Yes. Um, so he wrote uh, Sid Caesar's uh, Show of Shows. Oh, yes, um, that well-known He show. worked with Carl oh. uh, Reiner, Mel Brooks and Selma Diamond on the Phil Silver Show. Um, then Broadway, Come Blow Your Own Horn, uh, Barefoot in the Park, The Odd Couple, uh, and he won an Tony Award for The Odd Couple, among oh, other uh-huh. things. So he does a lot of book for uh, Playwriter, screenwriter and Hmm. author. Checks out. Does indeed. (laughs) Thank you, Clicky Link Zane. (laughs) Uh, He received more combined Oscar and Tony nominations than any other writer. Congratulations, Neil. And I'm sorry that I confused you with a more recent (laughs) recording artist. Um, My bad. So uh, Tony's awards reception. For Sweet Charity. Yeah. Mm. 
Couldn't tell you what it was. Well, there have been a lot of revivals. Yes. So the original uh, Broadway production only won one, which was Best Choreography for Bob Fosse. Of course. Um, but it was. It had nominations across the board, though. For nine. Uh, yeah. So it was nominated for Best Musical. It was for nominated usuals. for Composer, Leading Actress, Featured Actor, Featured Actress, Direction, Scenic Design and Costume Design. Mm. Um, in the 86 revival, it was nominated for 10 and won five. Mm. So it won Best Revival, Best Featured Actor, Fe- Featured Actress, uh, Costume Design and Outstanding. Oh, sorry. Nominated for five, won four. And sorry, then the Drama Desk Awards. It what was year was that revival? 86. So that was after the film. The yes. film was in between. Yep. And the film was also directed and choreographed by Bob Fosse, so he continued um, with the show for a while. I think he he also did the revival, question mark? I know the choreography was recreated for the revival, um, but I don't know whether it was he by was him not, or someone else. He was not nominated, if that is... Your question. But how dare he? <laughs> he should be nominated for everything all the time, even shows he doesn't work on. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Bob Fosse wins the Oscars. So I mean, it, it, it was directed and choreographed by Fosse, though. Cool. Yep. Uh, well, let's move on if we all have nothing more to add about the darling that is sweet charity. I can talk about how much I love it, which is a lot. How much? <laughs> so much. And I think it's every dancer's kind of ultimate musical because so many incredible roles for women, first of all, because mm. it has a obviously a female protagonist, which is fantastic because so many musicals. And unusual. Yeah, at, absolutely. To era. follow a woman's journey and her story, not to mention all the other excellent roles like Nikki and Helene, Charity's two best friends. Mm-hmm. And, of course, all the women of the Fandango Ballroom in Big Spender. So some excellent numbers there for for women in particular. Yeah. Um, This is also the show that includes Fosse's best choreographic moment ever, I believe. Um, in the Rich Man's Frog. Frog, yes. Frog. Which move in particular? The ponytail? The pony swirling, mm. uh, mm-hmm. the the wiping the fart away from the bottle. Oh, absolutely. Wafting oh, a fart. Waft the fart. Waft the fart. Yeah. yeah. That's a favourite. <laughs> <laughs> oh and all those angles that Fossey mm. now owns. So interestingly in our production with our Fabulous choreographer, Mr. Dan Venz. I thought you were going to say, well, the fabulous choreographer, Maureen Bauer. <laughs> myself. Myself. <laughs> no, but I wouldn't put it past me to say that, that's for sure. Um, no, Dan has really cleverly steered clear of the expected Fosse-esque choreography because, honestly, nobody does Fosse like Fosse. And I think that's mm. the issue with a lot of these revivals and things is that people are – um, trying to recreate, I suppose, his essence and his style without any of his n- original flair and creativity. So I feel like what Dan has done is really cool because it's it's his own style. It's brought it way into a more modern, fresh kind of style um, with hints, little elements, little wafty farts of Fosse. Just, just <laughs> an occasional fart wafting. You just, you get I'm a sure little... Fosse would love that sentence. He absolutely <laughs> would. Fosse didn't use that to describe <laughs> it to his dancers, really. Yeah. I feel like that is what Robin Williams would have used to describe Fosse's <laughs> choreography to the dancers. <laughs> totally. Wafty farts, wafty farts, wafty farts. <laughs> 
starting to or sound Kristen like a wig. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have Saturday actually had someone describe that move to get us to do it by saying "and waff the far." Absolutely, the yeah, that's I what's often cool say that. now. Yeah, it's sure. like the official choreographic term. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we're going to talk about what happens in the story of Sweet Charity, that ever hopeful prostitute. I mean, dance hall working person. Hostess. That's correct. Alrighty, I'm going to go through the story. I'm going to try and do it quickly. I'm going to tell you about all the people in the show, all the characters. All of them. According to uh, the <laughs> – it's a um, origin show, and if you look up origin, they'll tell you that every character is interesting and a lot of other weird stuff about the show, so let's, let's <laughs> ignore that. Um, but it is uh, all about Charity Hope Valentine who works in a dance hall as a hostess, as I mentioned earlier. So she she dances with the gents for a, a few a cents. She dances a little, talks a little, swivels her hips a little. She does a lot of little things. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also meet various men who she um, encounters during her little story and her uh, she's basically looking for love. She wants... To give love and be loved in return, I, I mm. would say that's what I take from it. Very Moulin Rouge. Yes. yes. Practical Moulin Rouge then? Practically. Oh. It's the same story. Uh, so <laughs> we start with the, now the most of this show I absolutely adore, but mm. the very beginning and the very end I find mm. an odd framing yes. for the show. Yes. But anywho, let's let's. Move on through it. Uh, so we start with Charity, uh, in, uh, who works in the dance hall, the Fandango Ballroom, and this is all set in New York City. But we first see her in Central Park where she is meeting her boyfriend, Charlie. Um, <laughs> Charlie seems to be a little bit full of himself. Uh, and <laughs> hang on. Wait. I've completely lost it. <clears throat> He's very focused on himself. Um, uh, and essentially ends up stealing her handbag and pushing her into a lake. This is something that we're going to see happen at the end as well. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love to spoil the end right at the beginning. <clears throat> and then everybody dies like in Les Mis. Um, so wow. hold out for that. But this Maybe I haven't seen this show. <laughs> this sets up the idea that Charity sees the best in everybody and is constantly being taken advantage of. Being taken of. advantage of and it's just a very sort of clear cut this is mm. how she interacts with the world essentially. Um she goes back to the ballroom and she's trying to convince herself and her friends uh who dance with her uh namely Nikki and Helene. Helene Helene. Helene. Uh, they're her two closest friends, but, of course, there are a whole bunch of other mm. um, fancy ladies uh, who dance, dance in inverted commas for a living. Um, <laughs> she's trying to convince them that Charlie tried to save her but um, instead ran off with her handbag accidentally. That's right. Pushed yeah. her in the lake, grabbed for her to try to save her, but all he grabbed was her, was handbag, her handbag, which happened to be full of her dowry, so all of her yeah. money. Dowry. That's a fun word. It yeah. is dowry. Now, can I ask your <laughs> yes. opinion, Maureen? Mm, please. Do you think that Charity believes that or is trying to make herself believe that? Shh. 
I think in it's great. We just did this scene today, <laughs> so I can tell you this. Um, I think she likes to convince herself that that is the truth and that is kind of her life. She spins, she weaves and creates her own version of how she sees the life, her life. Right. And that is how, that's the whole purpose of this show as well is that we're seeing it through her eyes and her imagining of what the world is around her. So I think she truly does believe that, oh, he absolutely grabbed for me, but I fell in the lake. But she doesn't believe it so much that she tries to hunt him down and find her bag. She just kind of lets it go. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. in yeah. some small part, she absolutely don't, don't ruin knows. the lie. I've I've yes. fixed this yes. in, in my mind, and we don't need to rewrite it now Correct. because I've already done that. <laughs> so on. Um, so the girls get to work. This is when we see Big Spender, the most well known. Just gonna let that hang. You have to. <laughs> um, and uh, the girls try and comfort Charity. This is most of this setup is is setting up that hopeful nature mm. of of Charity and her positivity. Um, she <laughs> Charity gives to every beggar who approaches her on the street until she realizes she has no money. Oh, she is Charity. That's yeah, right. I guess it makes her feel better. You know, if you feel sad, give money to charity through for a musical project. I literally have Just done that. Though. that out there. Oh, give it a go. Make you feel <laughs> it's good. It's so nice. Uh, so she's uh, wandering along the street after work, realizing that she's just given away the last of her her money, and just then, film star Vittorio Vidal rushes mm. out of the Pompeii Club in pursuit of his beautiful mistress, Ursula. It's a fabulous name. Um, she refuses to go back inside. <laughs> and so Vittorio test, takes Charity inside instead. All I can see in my oh. head is, is Ursula from The Little Mermaid, but like her <laughs> tentacles moving really fast to get away from him. <laughs> <laughs> So Charity ends up hanging out in the Pompeii Club with Vittorio Vidal, the famous movie star. Um, everybody else in the club doesn't know her, but it doesn't really matter because she's with mm, the Vittorio. most amazing guy in New York hanging out. What that scene club. does do is set up the real distinction between Charity's class and yes. everyone else around her. So mm. super interesting scene in the show. It's yeah. Great. Uh, and rich man's frug. frug. Correct. It looks like it should be frog. It does. Okay. It How like do we read the children's book? Is it grug or is it grug? <laughs> it's grug. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, so she's trying to distract him from talking about Ursula and then they have a little dance, uh, but Charity hasn't eaten anything since breakfast and she faints. So what happens now? Well, Vittorio takes her to his apartment mm. to give her a snack. Wink, <laughs> wink. I think Sure. It actually, it's very innocent between the two of them. It's Charity realises he's well beyond her in class, I guess. And Vittorio <laughs> is really enjoying the fact that she is just a, a normal woman who is, you know, tells him things truthfully and finally, I don't know, speaks up to him in a way that other women haven't. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> the thing that you might expect is that Charity would, would be in awe of him and completely mm. just... Of course. Unable to talk or speak or anything, but she is just so herself. Yeah. That 
yeah, she has that yep. different effect on him. So um, now lying on Victoria's bed, um, she says she's no longer hungry when he brings in some num nums. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think but that was necessary. Does, what? <laughs> num That's what it is. She admits she's a dance hall hostess and uh, putting it down to the fickle finger of fate, <laughs> which is one of her favourite expressions. Um, Victoria was struck by her humour and honesty, as you were saying. Um, starstruck, Charity asks for a signed photograph to prove that he re- she really was in his apartment. Um and, and then in true Fosse style, <laughs> she sings about it. And he brings her out a hat and a cane. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect for an excellent dance number. Thank you, Bob Fosse. Yeah, thank you. Um, Ursula arrives uh, to apologise and Charity is swiftly bundled into the closet and then later disposed of. I mean, um, she <laughs> leaves. Uh, <laughs> but not until she has had to listen to Vittorio and Ursula making up. Mm. Or making love. And comedy ensues. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Which is fun times. The following morning she's escorted from the room um, and she heads back to the ballroom and she chats with the girls. uh, But they're disappointed that Charity failed to get more out of the movie star. Oh, is he a movie star? Did Mm. I just make that up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I did. Um, Nikki announces that she's not going to remain in this job dancing for the rest of her life and uh, the girls all have a little sing-song slash conversation about what they could do if Mm. they had, you know, all the opportunity in the world. Which Um, is also a banger of a song. Yeah. Oh, such a good tune. There's got to be something better than this. Mm. Um, I love the, the one who is so excited about being a hat check girl. She's like, you know what I could do? I could be a hat check girl. Yeah. yeah well, I wouldn't the, have to dance. Yeah. I could just. That's the satire and the comedy and all of this. Yeah. The jobs that they uh, aspire to are jobs that other people would say, we oh want God, nothing to do with that. Yeah. Um, and then the boss comes in and basically sends them back to work. Charity decides to seek some cultural enlightenment uh, at the YMHA uh, where she is stuck Accidentally in a broken elevator with a shy tax accountant, Oscar Lindquist. Just full of meat cutes, this. Totally. It is, absolutely. Well, this <laughs> That's is charity. Like, it's yeah. a little, you know, she meets guys and she thinks the best of them and then it goes Something wrong. Happens. Something happens. and she moves on and does it again. Um, so Oscar, you would say, is probably the uh, romantic lead of the show. Absolutely. You know. Um, Charity is meant to be. In his dorky, fumbly, ridiculous kind of way. Beautiful. Um, He starts freaking out because he's uh, was claustrophobic and Charity tries to calm him down. After helping him to overcome it, the pair are plunged into new panic when the lights stop working and that is lights out, end of act one. Boom. Boom. But what happens in the elevator? Oh, my God. I need to know. Well, luckily for you, there's an act two opens with them being rescued uh, after the elevator starts again. So I guess nothing much happens there. I was worried. If you left it into mission, wouldn't you be left hanging? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Hanging in an elevator. Um, Oscar invites Charity to go to church with him. It's a very weird church, the Rhythm of Life Mm. church. This is a, hey, let's put a 1970s hippie number in there. And boy, is it a 1970s hippie number. 
I was gonna say I'm, I, I love this song. Everyone Even, loves this song. Like yeah. I, I learned this song before I knew anything about musical theater. I had to mm-hmm. like in grade eight. I think it was a singing assessment mm-hmm. in music. Mm. Yeah, this was the very first song I sung in choir, uh, like an outside school choir when I was nine, and I fell in love with the song. And then when <laughs> I was older, I was like, "All right, let's have a look at what the real words are." What? Uh, Oh. <laughs> Anywho, we'll talk more about the rhythm of life when we do songs in the next section. Uh, but a police raid breaks up the church meeting and travelling home on the subway, Oscar proposes that Charity goes on a date with him. Uh, he tries to guess Charity's job, deciding that she works in a bank. So, of course, Charity says, yes, of course, I do work in a bank, um, which is a total lie. Charity. As they part, Oscar kisses her hand and dubs her titular sweet sweet charity. (laughs) Um, So they hang out for a bit and they do some fun stuff. They've continued dating. I think there's still a lie hanging in the air there. So Oscar and Charity getting to know one another or sort of almost except he doesn't know that she works in a dance hall. Um, Oscar is the calm one when Charity is scared, uh, scared that she is starting to depend on him. Um, once again, Charity loses her nerve about telling him that he works in the dance hall. Uh, as the crowd looks on, the couple kiss. Oh, unnecessary. Yeah. Good sound effects, though. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, on a slow night at the Fandango Ballroom, Charity loses the opportunity to snare one of the the few customers to a new co-worker, mm. Rosie. Oh, my God. Disgusted by the whole business, she quits. So she isn't a dance hall hostess anymore. Correct. No need to lie. Uh, she, she just still doesn't go, work at a bank. Go get a job at a bank and <laughs> it'll fix everything. So she wonders what the alternative might be to what she might do next. Um, she sends a telegram to Oscar and asks to meet him at Barney's Chile Hacienda. That sounds delicious. Mm. It does, doesn't it? Is that just does. like the house of chili? Because <laughs> I'm in. She chooses sure. this moment to admit to him that she is a dance hall hostess, or at least was, and he says that he already knew because he followed her like a good stalker does and saw her at work. <laughs> What the I don't think he frames it quite that way. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He says, oh, he kind of does. And then he says that he stayed to watch her for just a short while, just an hour. <laughs> just, just long just enough an hour. to imprint it on my mind. Totally. <laughs> but he doesn't care and he wants to marry her. Um, relieved and elated, Charity packs a suitcase on which is printed almost married. After a I farewell party at the ballroom. <laughs> Charity and Oscar walk in the park and Charity, uh, sorry, Oscar announces that he can't go through with the wedding saying he's unable to stop thinking about her with all those other men. Um, <sighs> eventually he pushes her into the lake and runs off. What? <laughs> that's a that's an ab- abbreviated version of the ending, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's more of an... It's not so... It's to do with Oscar. It's, yeah. It's... Oscar's got some problems. He does. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But haven't we all? Haven't we Ooh. all? Um, he's very highly strung in his own special way. Uh, so here she is in the lake again <laughs> at the end of the show. She takes a moment speaking directly to the audience and asks, did you ever have one of those days? 
Realising that unlike Charlie, Oscar had not stolen her bag, she shrugs and reprises her opening dance. So we end up exactly where we started mm-hmm. in this very strange, odd That's way. That's one ending because this is a show that has several endings. Several endings. Mm. Uh, so there's also uh, <laughs> an interesting thing with fairies and stuff. Yes, the angel um, that appears. The angel that appears. Yes. There's also a version where it, it turns out like a sort of a reality, a TV show mm-hmm. happy ever after thing that went slightly wrong so it yeah the ending is very abrupt and odd mm-hmm. and it feels unsatisfactory to me as an mm. audience member someone needs to fix it call up <laughs> neil simon whichever neil simon you like <laughs> and just have one of them fix it have i'm sure there's a neil it. simon in brisbane i mean Sure. I'll let's search. let's not go with the traditional happy ending of they mm. get married and live happily ever after. That's okay. But why does it have to get weird in the end? Fossey? Is Fossey okay. the answer? Good question. Fossey is always the I answer. I think Fossey's the answer. Uh, so here's a description of the fairy one. Um, <laughs> Charity pulls herself out of the water. A good fairy appears and says to Charity, tonight it will all happen tonight. Charity is again overcome by hope and optimism until the fairy turns around. There is a sign on the fairy's back which reads, The Good Fairy, tonight at 8pm on CBS. I hate (laughs) it. And the whole audience looks at each other and goes, what? Mm -hmm. And then the house lights come up. (laughs) That is not the version that we're doing, just to be clear. Okay, (laughs) good. Do you want to spoil your ending for the listeners? It's one of those, you know, you'll just... (laughs) We didn't rewrite anyone. Take bets. <laughs> Take bets. What do you want to happen at the end of Sweet Charity? Mm. The open-ended question, but feel free to I ask. really, really enjoy the fact that they don't end up together. I think that's fine that we have seen her journey and she really, you know, she's desperate to find love and she does find love and someone loves her back. And I, I think it's lovely that it doesn't get tied up with a neat little bow. I think that's mm. fine. But I do think that there is a way of doing it that's potentially... Clever. I'm sorry, Neil Simon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I kind of, I kind of like the cyclical nature of it, and the yeah. kind of the increment. Well, because at the end, she's it's incremental, um, kind of. At least she didn't better. get a like, purse stolen. Yeah, this like time. Yeah. unlike Charlie, he didn't take the bag, so she still got her bag. Yeah, and he actually did love her for yeah. a time, and she loved him, and that was. That's new for her. <laughs> and so that's something new that she can cling on to to go forward and do yeah. this whole thing again. I'm all for a realistic ending. <laughs> sure. I so mean, it appears like has, you're the only one, But Miranda. has charity evolved or has just the circumstance evolved? I don't, I don't think the story is about charity evolving. I think the story is about it's chari- just a window. Chari- mm. Yeah, charity being this kind of epitome of hope and then the, the world that she has to hold on to this hope through. It does give you this feeling at the end of it's not like the classic, oh, isn't that nice? It's more like, oh, Charity, come on. Like <laughs> it's it's a good kind of yearning feeling, I think, for her. Like, because you're so on her side, you just want things to work out well for her. So mm. um yes, look out for a sweet charity too. Ooh. The sequel. <laughs> the sequel where she finally gets a job in a bank <laughs> and sings about it. And dances the fancy and accidentally dances. gives all the bank's money away to homeless people. <gasps> yes. Oh no, we've done it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in shock. We should move on. Let's talk about songs. 
if they could see me now. I love that song. It's my favorite song. Is that song in Sweet Charity? No, it's not. Worst ever. Yes, it is. Julie, tell us about all the music. Okay, well, act one starts with Miranda's favorite, the overture. Mm. I love an overture. You do love an overture. Closely followed by Charity's theme as sung by Oscar. I don't remember it. No. Why is Oscar singing Charity's theme? That's also my question. Mm. I must shuffle my papers to find out. Shuffle louder. The audience can't hear it, Miranda. (laughs) Oh, dear. You're right. You shuffled. You're on the same page now. No, we're on completely different pages. Um, It's legitimately the second song in Miranda. How are you having this much trouble finding it? What? I just, what? Maybe it goes for like 30 seconds and it's barely a thing. No. If it's, if it's well, not ringing any bells for you, we're in thing. trouble. It's not a thing. It's on uh, Internet Broadway Database. That oh. face uh, the second song is actually amazing. called The Rescue, sung by Passers By. Oh. I don't even have that as an instant. What spender. is happening? What it's like. Is. Wait, this is have the thing you with looked all... up Sweet Charity or a completely different show? I looked up Sour Charity. Oh, my With all the revivals and different versions and the movie versions yeah. and everything, there are yes. so many different scores to this and it is fun juggling through to find the version. Yeah, because just doing. looking up now because I've just looked up Wikipedia to compare it and they are very different lists. Yes. All right. Um, well, I'll do the wiki. Just stick to the bangers. Yeah. Just, All right. Well, then. Just ignore the little in between If we ignore You Should See Yourself, that, we, we can't probably ignore shouldn't. that. That's a fabulous number. <laughs> you come to your first big banger after that, mm. which I think close to everyone would know. Mm. If, they, if they call themselves a musical theatre person, Patreon, listener to this podcast, you're going to know Big Spender. That out. <laughs> Except I don't know. for Miranda, apparently. <laughs> Except for whatever song Miranda's singing. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop doing that. Is this like whatever it is? It's terrible. Is it okay? Is this is yeah, this Mr. Toad's version <laughs> of Big Spender? I'm sorry. I was just trying to mask it for okay. licensing. <laughs> licensing. Twelve seconds. You can do as much as you want in twelve. In seconds. the right key, even. <laughs> Never worried about the key before. <laughs> I always have. Move on, Julie. Then you have uh, Charity's soliloquy, and then your big, big dance number, the rich man's frug. Correct, <laughs> which comes in three parts: the aloof, the heavyweight, and the big finale. <laughs> I think my favorite part is the heavyweight. No, I think it's the aloof. I think it's the beginning. Yeah, the beginning mm. is always the mm. bit that I like the most. I I think I like watching the aloof. I like listening yeah. to the second section. Mm. It's got a little bit more punch. And Most of the hair twirling happens in the third section, right? Hair twirling. Oh, I, I do that move all the time Ooh. and don't even think about it. <laughs> the helicopter. Yeah, I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, If my friends could see me now, charity. Mm-hmm. This is, is this a march? Mm-hmm. Is it actually mm-hmm. a march? Mm-hmm. Uh, a march? Yeah. No, this is when she's in Vittorio's apartment. See, I've not seen it. I've just oh, heard dear. it a lot. Yeah. I think you're thinking of I'm a brass band. Which, thank I'm you. A heart, yes, which happens later. Um, to the songs themselves in form and the way they're framed in the show are almost identical. Two. I find. 
Mm. If they could see me now and oh, brass band. Yeah. Which isn't called brass band. What's it called? It's I'm, I'm a, a brass, brass band. band. <laughs> it's called I'm a brass band. <laughs> brass band. Uh, followed by Too Many Tomorrows, sung by Victorio. Uh, oh, no, not Vic. Just Vi. Victoria. Victoria. Is that a coffee? Yeah. Victoria. Victoria. Delicious. Coffee anyway. brand. I'll take either. There's got to be something better than this. Bum, bum. That fun song. might be my favourite song in the show. I, in a show no. of a lot of great songs. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's my favourite one to it's watch. It's my second favourite. Oh, Rhythm of Life's definitely my favourite. Oh, but not yeah. the version I listened to the other day. <laughs> anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, and then the last song of Act 1, I'm the Bravest Individual, which I listened to half of the other day and then skipped through. Because I was like, I can't. Classic Julie. Julie. Can't do the whole thing, guys. I can listen to part it's of every song on the show. <laughs> this is just part of a shining show. moment. He's just overcome his great fear. <sighs> and I'm like, learning to with Charity's assistance. Yes. And I'm meh sure. about it. Anyway. Act two, we begin with The Rhythm of Life. So it is apparently a powerful beat. It puts a tingle in your fingers. And, and a tingle in your feet. Mm-hmm. In two places. Two places tingles. Jeez. Oh, the, also the bedroom and the street. Tingles. Mm. Mm. Powerful oh, the rhythm is in the bedroom and the street. Yeah, oh, there you you'll go. find. Mm. I think you'll find it. There's so much going on in that oh, song. So much. If you haven't heard it, none of that banter would have made any <laughs> sense. I decided to shake things up. And when I'm like, mm, I'm going to re-familiarise myself with the music from Sweet Charity, I decided to do it with the Christina Applegate mm. version. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the rhythm of life in that one, I don't love. Mm. That's Too different. That's 2005 revival. Oh, yeah. No. Don't, I did not appreciate the changes that were made. All right. How You're a purist. Was, mm, I am a purist. She wasn't in the show for a long time because she broke a foot or something, didn't she? Yeah, that yeah, seems yeah, correct. Yeah. And <laughs> we're rumoured to have asked Britney Spears to take over from her, but no Britney way. said no. I remember I'm that because Britney that was happen. doing Vegas at the time. Yeah. I no. love Britney, me some Britney, but not as charity. No, she was I not available to play charity. Would have gone to see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Had the tickets sure. been cheap. <laughs> But would she have sung live? Probably. Well, <laughs> Maybe. Anywhere. Not at that point. <laughs> so we have experienced the rhythm of mm-hmm. said life. So now we feel a different song. What am I looking at? Baby Dream Your Dream. Mm. Nikki and Helene. It would be fun to be Nikki and Helene. They get a fair bit to do. They do. Mm. Great roles. I'd probably put that over charity on my own list. Yeah. Um, they sort of pop in, deliver sass, sing a great song, sass out. Sass so, out. Yep. Our kind of dream role. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Friendship bracelet making in the back. <laughs> pop on. Blow it away. Yeah. And they back get to, to friendship do, bracelets. And they get to do Big Spender as well. So oh, heck yes. Ticking all the oh, boxes. Oh, yeah. Uh, then we have Sweet Charity sung by Oscar. Where Am I Going by Charity. Where Are You Going? Nowhere until about 11 o'clock when we finish this. Okay. Um, I'm a brass band. There you go. Mm. I'm a brass band. I'm a harpsichord. You I'm really do know all the songs. <laughs> See, I'm doing all the instrumental parts. That's why you don't understand. I have multiple questions <laughs> about that song. <laughs> One, mm. is a harpsichord in a brass band? <laughs> oh, valid question. No, she's just saying she's all of those things. Okay. She's I'm a brass band and a harpsichord and, and a, clarinet. a clarinet. And what sound did you think a clarinet made again? 
Just checking. <laughs> have, you, have you ever heard a clarinet? I used to play the clarinet. Oh, yeah. and that's the main. It's why she still that's plays she it. <laughs> Hashtag mainly plays the clarinet. Um, and then the last being, I love to cry at weddings. I love to cry at weddings. Um, there. Are- it sounds like. It should be in My Fair Lady. Mm. That's what it It has a totally different feel to everything else yeah. in Sweet Charity. For sure. It's a bit of a hoedown. A hoedown? <laughs> it is. And now I'm trying so to. Like a bunch of cockneys. Do you know what it is? Know? It's the farmer in the cowman from um, Oklahoma. <laughs> that is totally the feel. <laughs> um, there are a lot of recordings. And I have the hiccups. Um, so you've got the 66 original. Broadway cast recording, mm. you've got the film soundtrack recording, you've got the 86th Broadway cast recording, and that is um, Debbie Allen and Bibi Neweth. Bibi! Bibi! And then you've got the first complete recording of the show conducted by Martin Yates. This version includes the complete score with bonus tracks from the film score. Bonus tracks. Bonus Bonus tracks. And then the 2005, which is the one that I listened to, um, Christina Applegate and Dennis O'Hare. I would say any other one apart from that one would be just fine. <laughs> it's a strong opinion you've got there. I am a fan of Shirley MacLaine's charity, yeah. personally. Absolutely. Uh, but on the whole, I think the original soundtrack is the... Is the winner. Is the Is listen. the cream, is it? Yeah, I think so. No. That is my opinion, my humble opinion. I don't think there's like, apart from the fact that I said I skipped half of one song, there's not a lot of skipping in mm. Sweet Charity. No. They're all really strong songs. And what they do when they, it's really um, a pretty classic layout for a musical. So where they have, they're like, I'll have a little serious ballad. Guess what comes next? A banger. A banger. And that's how I need my musicals to be structured. Come on, ballad, <laughs> banger. And it is a star vehicle showing that um, when Charity sings and dances, she is the centre stage mm-hmm. um, queen. queen. But as far as star vehicle shows go, it's not only her and it's not like all the good material was given to her and, you know, hardly anyone yeah. else got yeah. anything else. Like I said, the other two numbers that her friends do in the ballroom are fantastic. Um, uh, and a lot of the chorus numbers are really, really great too. Um, I think the interesting thing about the way the songs are handed out and how that marries with the point of the show and the plot and the character development is that the men don't, sing much and they don't have particularly interesting Well, the, oh, the only real Suckers. male heavy song is Rhythm of Life. And that's Even, not one of the romantic interests. No, not and at all. And Vittorio's so song. Vittorio gets, oh, a, gets yeah, a, like, guess, yeah, wah, 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 wah song. And, <laughs> and uh, Oscar singing Sweet Charity. And Oscar gets a wah, wah, wah yeah, song. it's true. But um, the chicks but, get the bangers. Yeah, they get all the good, the good shit. I'm sorry, I've just sworn on the podcast. Um <laughs> We'll take a break while I wash my mouth out with a bar of soap. <laughs> and and then... some tiger balm. <laughs> oh, gosh, that'll burn. And then we'll come back and talk some more. So we have already mentioned a few of the charities who have graced the stage and, of course, the movie with Shirley MacLaine. But who else has been in the show, Zane? Okay. <clears throat> so the original production, Gwen Verdon 
is is the original charity. Indeed. Uh, and probably a strong contender for my favourite charity. Well, she'd want to be. The role was literally written for her. Good. I'm glad it was. Um, so in her production, John McMartin, Helen Gallagher, Thelma Oliver, James Luisi, Arnold Soboloff, Sharon Ritchie and Barbara Sharma. I don't know any of those people. No. Good. I'm glad we're all in the <laughs> <laughs> all in the in the in the same we're all same in boat. This together. But an Australian production commenced in '67. What? Yes. In yes. Her Majesty's Theatre. We got it super early, which was so unusual yeah. for us, and with, it's still unusual. Yeah, for us. with Has Nancy never Hayes happened again. As wow. charity. Yeah. Fantastic. Good old Nance. How friend of the show, Nancy Hayes. My personal friend, Nancy Hayes. <laughs> uh, and then it went to <laughs> the West End, uh, Prince of Wales Theatre in sixty in October 67. Take that, London. And it ran. We had it first. <laughs> well, it doesn't say how long it ran in Australia, but it ran for 476 performances in the West End. Can I just point out, sorry, let's go back to Nancy Hayes for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the amazing thing about that and why that was a landmark thing in Australia was it was at a time when we were importing shows and importing stars. Every single show we brought pr- over that yeah. was produced was um, a reproduced production from usually from London. It would go there first and then come here, but occasionally from Broadway. And um, we would import stars mostly from England and this was – a very rare occasion and where they the producers put in an Australian in a show mm. and um a female at that like the first yeah big yeah. name to do this she she wasn't a big name yet really i mean in the scheme of how she's recognizable in the industry now um and it it was a woman first and it was this role which was so perfect for her skill set at the time. Like she she really was the, um, dare I say it, slightly shorter Gwen Verdon of Australia. <laughs> uh, but it's these tradition in Australia of the strong singer-dancer yeah. has continued yeah. ever since and it's something that we have a reputation uh, worldwide as having strength in producing singer fantastic singer dancers mm. um and so yeah the it acting, really was you know, it really yeah. was landmark <laughs> casting and it it did start something definitely started something for Nancy Hayes but it started something in Australia that proved that a show could do well and make a star out of a local performer instead of having to bring in somebody who had done the role overseas. Dear Broadway, <laughs> please relearn that lesson. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. I mean, this is, this is something that has been up for discussion in Australia a lot in the last couple of years because there have been, um, since all of that happened, there have been a lot of laws put in place and guidelines for producers that require them to use local talent. Mm. And that has been relaxed recently and the um, MEAA and various unions have definitely made it known that they're not happy with that situation and there's a big movement at the moment in Australia for those of you who are listening elsewhere um, to you know go back to recognizing that we can create wonderful talent here at home. Amen. Let's move on you men continue your talking now. (laughs) 
Okay, well, so in the West End it was uh, Juliet Prowse and succeeded by Gretchen Weiler. So on the in the 86 revival, uh, we had Debbie Allen as Charity. Debbie Allen. Bibi Neweth as Nikki. Um, Alison Williams as Helene. Bibi Neweth wasn't Charity. She was not Charity. She was Nikki. Every time I've heard her name in relation to this, I just assumed that she played Charity. No, so when Alan left, uh, Anne Reinking took over. Mm. Uh, so Plus that's a, that's a name that we've <laughs> that has come up on the podcast a couple of times before um, because she has been uh, Coco over here, Good Time Charlie, Chorus Line, Chicago. So she's worked from 60, well, from this, this would have been, this is 86, so she's worked from 69 right through until now, and Ryan King. Uh, and Michael Rupert as Oscar. So there was a benefit concert in 98, which had uh, Cheetah Rivera, Bibi Neuwirth, Donna McKechnie, and Debbie Allen. Oh, my um, God. And that was Debbie Allen's last public stage performance. Um, and <laughs> In my head, I'm just now imagining her with a stage in her bedroom being like... <laughs> Amazing. Just putting on <laughs> shows for herself. Private performance. Yeah, that's yeah. a private performance. Look, when I have enough money to do whatever I want, I'll definitely have a stage in my house. You basically definitely. do. You have a landing that I could use as a stage. <laughs> a very small stage mm, with very no small wing concert. space. I don't need a lot. <laughs> um, and also got Gwen Verdon back uh, in, as charity. So uh, that was just, a, 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 I think it was a, an all-star fully stage, one night only concert. And what a concert. What a concert. Like, yeah. Yeah. So in 2005 we have Christina Applegate um, starring as Charity. Uh, so that also included Dennis O'Hare and Ernie Sabella. Uh, it doesn't mention the the ladies mm-hmm. uh, who were Nikki and Helene in that one, which is unfortunate because those are – That's honestly probably my favourite roles in the whole mm-hmm. show. Um, I find them incredibly charming. Uh, so in 2009, London Revival, uh, Tamsin Althwaite as Charity and uh, Josephina Gabrielle played both Nikki and Ursula uh, when Tiffany Grace played Helene. So they kind of jumped around a little bit. And that's, that's this 2014 Sydney Australian tour. Is it, um, what's the name with the two last names? Verity Hunt Ballard. That's the one. At the Hayes Theatre. (laughs) She went on, was she Mary Poppins? Yes. Am I imagining that? I believe you're correct. See, that that seems to me an odd combination. I have trouble picturing in my mind the same person playing Mary Poppins and Sweet Charity. I think that that's a really interesting career progression, but I I think that they could fit together. I think it's because I see Sweet Charity so strongly as a dancer's role. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And I don't see that at all in Mary Poppins, unless you count can, sliding down the Oh, and balustrade. to hold that amazing turnout for the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. She's got to be a ballet trained. Yes. But it had Martin Cruz as Charlie, Vittorio and Oscar. That is an mm. interesting choice that I'm not mad about. Yeah, mm. I I think that's really interesting, Specifically because of the cyclical nature of the yeah, show. Yeah. Here he is um, again. Here he yeah. is again. Here he is again. Yeah. Uh, 2016 Off Broadway, uh, directed by Lee Silverman. Uh, s- the cast stars Sutton Foster as Charity Woo-hoo! Hope Valentine. Valentine. Uh, and you as- have to admit that she <laughs> would be a wonderful, sweet charity. Don't roll your eyes, Julie Eisentrager. 
I don't know. Julie, roll your eyes and Traeger. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I just don't see her as sweet, maybe. That's Something the problem. I, I think she's got a fair amount of sass in her. But she can just turn the sass off. Like that's, mm, I don't know. I always see Sutton Foster as Sutton Foster. I don't know. I really enjoyed her violence. Think, think about Little Women, Sutton Foster. With this, you're, a lot of you're not helping yourself at all. <laughs> a lot of strength, but ne- never mind. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Uh, and then Nikki and Helene, uh, as Marie, uh, Gebra Michael. I think that's how you pronounce it. I apologize if it is not. Maybe it's just no, a you're typo. just like putting random G H E B R E M I C H A E L. Oh my god, do it again. And Emily Patchett as Helene. And that, that's up till now. So that was 2016 off-Broadway. So Wasn't uh, there also an Australian uh, production with Kelly Abbey, A Sweet Charity too? Kelly Abbey. Yeah, that's Let's just not as well yeah. Maybe did she take sure. over on the Australian tour? Yeah, perhaps she um, did. I, I, couldn't, I didn't see her name pop up, but it could just be that. Kelly I Abbey, did. if you're listening, I see you. I hear you. <laughs> well, let us in. Write in. We we'd love to find out more. <laughs> Write in, Kelly. Well, anyone who saw <laughs> the production. Send a carrier pigeon, <laughs> Kelly. Yes, Kelly. Kelly Abbey came to see me in the hospital when I was a baby. Oh, just saying. I bet she wouldn't recognise me now <laughs> if she could see me now. Okay. She'd be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> I think it's I think it's time to move on. Um, I will decide when it's time to move on, Zane Seaweber. You may now move on. Okie dokie, we're going to talk Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Who is Dream Sweet Charity? Surely Caroline O'Connor has already played this role. I would be surprised if she hadn't, (laughs) but... I, I see her more as a Nikki for sure. Yeah, I, th- I yeah. think definitely as yeah. a Nikki. Um, and same for my Audra. My, my Audra. My Audra is a, as a Helene. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say charity. his daddy, but okay. Uh, pardon? Sure. I think she could do it. Yeah, I would love yeah. to see a female daddy Can't for sure. Cast Audra's daddy. That would be great. I did. Thank you. Um, okay. Honestly, I think my perfect one, she's aging out of it now, but. Uh, Sutton, I think this is her role. The singer-dancer. Julie disagrees. Julie does disagree with Julie a heavy disagrees. sigh. Are you going to put Zac Efron as Sweet Charity? No, I'm going to put him as Daddy. No, oh, Vittorio. Oh, yes, Daddy. Vittorio Vidal. No. Charlie, Think about Think about no. him. No. He deserves the song. Think about him singing Rhythm of Life, Miranda. Yeah. Get and how many on. shirts he could take off in that one song. Well, traditionally, does he not wear like a hairy vest and no shirt beneath? <laughs> does he? <laughs> yes. A I, hairy I'm, vest. You're the one telling this hairy story. The, the movie, yes. Yeah. yeah. You're not oh, wrong. Oh, no, I know what you mean now. He doesn't wear like a vest of chest hair. <laughs> well, that's what I was that's, thinking. That's where I went too. And I've seen the movie. That's where I went first and then went, oh, she can't be talking about that. No. <laughs> no, it's just a fur vest. <laughs> Not unlike the vest in The Simpsons. Yes, it made a real gorilla oh, chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So who would you put as as charity? As charity? Who's your charity? Oh. 
Oh, Betsy Wolf. Oh, yeah. Is she dancer? Dance She's now. Do you get to be on Broadway and not be a triple threat, really, these I days? Mean, but there's a difference between being a dancer and oh, being able to dance. <laughs> oh, the things I have to Google for you, honestly. Honestly. Like Kristen Chenoweth can dance, but she's not a dancer. Mm. True story, true story. Betsy Wolf. I want to say early life and education. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves while Is Julie it, Googles. Just all tap dancing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think she can dance. <laughs> So moving on, uh, who do we know who can dance? I mean, I'm pretty locked in on my side. Me. I can dance. You can dance. I think I've also aged out of it now. <laughs> but I mean, isn't this the I role I would that have loved to have played charity. I think every everyone would love to have played charity. Yeah. I think it's one of those roles that yeah, everyone can see themselves. In the yes. Yeah. I'm not particularly drawn to the role. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. Yeah, it's um, not on my list either, Zane. So which don't... of the gents would you cast yourself as? Daddy. Daddy, you've got the rhythm of life. Yeah. The rhythm if of, not Daddy, then Vittorio. I, it's, yeah. I, I'm just not mean enough to play a Charlie. Mm. Charlie's barely in the show. Then he's I'll a, play Charlie. He's a faceless <laughs> Shadow representation of a man. Yes. Is what he is. Yes, he is. Um, I I like the idea of casting the the three, dare I say, love interests with the same actor. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind Zach Efron a as great playing all as three. all three. Yeah. Zach Efron as all three. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just shocked he agreed to cast him in something and then tripled the idea. <laughs> Look, sometimes I don't. I don't oh, cast him out. This Sweet the charity, the one man show. The one man show. <laughs> Every role performed um, by Zach Efron. Uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris doing the three of them. Yeah, I, would I find can see really him as Oscar totally. Uh, Vittorio, he'd have to convince me. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'd have, to con- I'd have to convince Maureen. Yep. Have to convince? Mm-hmm. Tony Awards, Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. Vittorio Vidal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's unconvinced, ladies and gentlemen. I'm unconvinced. But Neil, come and see me for an audition. <laughs> Feel free to audition. Change my mind. Mr. Patrick Harris. <laughs> Anyone else we want to throw in there? Any more daddies? Any more girls? Any more gents? Uh, Are we done here? Yeah, like I, I kind of like the idea of an unknown taking on charity. Yeah. yeah, rather yeah. rather than like stunt casting because it is, it is a, a role that kind of lends itself to being to having a name brought in mm. to to sell the show. Yeah, um, like Christina and I, Applegate. Christina Applegate, but also like Nancy Hayes mm. was created through that show. Yeah, um, I would have killed to see her in that role. Yeah. yeah, and I think you can. There are other roles such as Daddy that you can put a name in. To kind That's of get that you, pull. You, yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. Um, whoever charity is, whoever's dream casting is, as long as she is very talented, because this is a big role. She's a big sing. She's a big yeah. character. Yeah, every and line this is, in the show. I can imagine an exhausting. <laughs> yeah, eight show. shows a week yeah. oh, staring yeah. down the battle <laughs> would yeah. be uh, intimidating, totally. to say the least. Mm. Sings, she dances, she cries, she laughs. She, she loves and she has eternal hope. <laughs> <laughs> but as How Daddy T. Diggs, I'd love T. Diggs as Daddy. Oh, 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Daddy. Okay. Well, sounds like we've got the thing cast. Let's talk top fives. All right. What top five lists are we putting Sweet Charity on? I'm going to start with top five star vehicles. Yep. Mm. I think that role. Top five number of hit songs. That's what I was going to say. Hit songs. Because there are a number of this that you would know outside of, that people outside of musical theatre would know. Or how about this? They would know Big Spender. Top five shows that dance schools have used many songs for (laughs) for their concerts. (laughs) Um, Top five prostitutes. Uh, They're dance hall hostesses, please. Yeah, prostitutes. (laughs) Um, Would you put it top five Fosse? I certainly would. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And I think um, particularly the inclusion of Big Spender and Rich Man's Frug make it so iconically Fosse that um, it sits up there with Chicago Mm -hmm. in Fosse land. Yeah. Um, Now I want to put Rhythm of Life and I don't know how to phrase it. Top five show-stopping numbers like that are outside of the show as a whole. I'm going to veto that. I'm sorry. I know you and Julia love Love this number, but I am not a huge fan of the rhythm of life. Okay, it's not not the quality of the song. I don't have a tingle in my fingers. It's how separate it is to the rest of the show. Um, So Mm. if you took it out of the show, they could... They, they don't really experience anything new there. Like it's the just... fact that I thought it was from hair for at least a good five years. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think Too Darn Hot is another one of these these numbers where it doesn't intrinsically mean anything to the show. It's just uh, a bit more like world building of the show. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a number that you can take out but is still really quality. So it's it's a so weird. So what is your top five? Well, that's how, like I wanted to say show stopping is that, but you also have. Yeah really good songs that are in there as well. So songs that don't belong in the show but in a good way. <laughs> Top five songs <laughs> that don't belong in the show in a good way. I Rhythm of it. life. Mm. Songs that could be transplanted into another show. Mm, for sure. Standalone songs. Yeah. yeah. Just replace uh, the Wizard and I in Wicked with the Rhythm of Life. <laughs> you, Seamless. You could, no one would know. <laughs> no, it's Super pet. subtle. Whatever it is they're doing in the Ozdust <laughs> ballroom, you could put yeah. Rhythm of oh, Life. Instead of Dancing Through Life? Yeah. It's the Rhythm of Dancing Through Life. Of Life. <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> I'll let you have your strangely long-winded, confusing Thank top you. They're, they're my, that's my specialty. But we're done with you now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no more rhythm of life in the top five. I have laid down the law. Um, top five. Would you put this top five female-led shows? Yes. Yeah, surely. Well, that's a big list. It is a big it's list. A big list. But I, well, ish. <laughs> Not that big, I guess. But strangely, I wouldn't call it. You know, I wouldn't think of it as. Um, empowering like it's not a feminist show then i don't know charity has this thing of she's so positive and hopeful and delightful but she she doesn't have a lot of strength or you know she doesn't stand up for herself very much and she depends on men a lot yeah her job depends on men Mm. so (laughs) unlike what we think of as strong female shows now yeah 
But she's not a strong female character. I mean, they're female characters that are really driven and she's strangely uh, not. uh, As in it's a show that is a strong role for a woman to play, as in Mm. to be cast in that role, but what you're saying is the actual character is not. Yeah. Necessarily. Well, that's like Joe from Little Women is is struggles to break out of that female the idea of femininity, whereas Sweet Charity's whole journey is trying to buy into that so as much as Joe yeah. is trying to break Maybe out. Maybe you're just saying musicals with a fair bit to do for the female lead. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Busy done. shows for the lady lead. <laughs> busy shows. I mean, this in a chorus line, shows. top five dance shows. Is that I would definitely put it top five dance shows. Mm. Do you say this in chorus line? Yeah. Roles sure. yeah. for dancers. Yeah. Cats. Ooh, never say that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. It gets it's on dead. the top five of nothing. Top five most killed shows. <laughs> wow. Not Sweet Charity. Cats, just to be really clear. Yeah. Uh, any more top fives we're throwing out there? Top fives, top fives. Anybody, anybody? I think Big Spender deserves to be on a. <laughs> On its own top five. Well, pop, I think pop songs from musicals. I think because this has been released and re-released by people throughout mm. the years, and it's it has. Yeah. Because I can't think of many others, many other songs from musicals that have been released as pop songs, or at least on the charts, mm. as songs in their own right. There were a, a lot in the fifties and sixties. Greece, many from Greece. Yeah. Oh, that's true. What about yeah, when true. Gwen Stefani decided she'd take it, <laughs> take a crack at rich man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, th- I think we're out of lists. Okay, we're okay. done. We're done. We're moving on. All right, we're going to talk about the lessons we've learned, and then we're going to wrap this sucker up. Okay, what has Sweet Charity taught us all? Never go on a date. Next to a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Do not stand on the bridge with your handbag <laughs> waiting to be pushed in. Always stay at least 10 metres from the water's edge. <laughs> a fair way from the water's edge. That is. Yeah. I don't want to end up in the water. I know, but you also can't, like, see the water. Fine. <laughs> if, if, if that's the price I have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really struggle with this because mm. I don't see Charity learn. I don't see her evolve. Like we were talking about this before. And you don't see her teach much either. She, they, they, Her and Oscar have a little bit of a, like she's helping him open up a little bit, but you don't see him specifically gain from that uh, relationship at the end of the show because mm. he kind of like reverts and runs away. Mm. Um, but I think there is like charity isn't an unhappy person. You don't see her being punished for being happy. So if she's happy, then why do you want to destroy that by saying you shouldn't be like charity? So I think she does that, that kind of indefatigable, uh, positivity. It's almost frustrating. It's that feeling of watching it or listening to it, seeing it. You just think, ah, come on, charity. Like, Get it together. Come on. Sort yeah. your life out. Uh, but at the same time, she's just so incredibly charming and yeah. sweet and endlessly positive that you can't help but be led along this journey with her. I just learned that um, infatigable is a word. <laughs> Indefatigable. 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 
any lessons, ladies? <laughs> or are you just going to look at each other across that the table one? weirdly? Um, personally, I learned a lot about uh, Fosse, a lot about style, uh, a lot about jazz. Um, and I learned that you shouldn't just pop your cork for every guy you <laughs> every see. Guy you see. Oh, I think, stop. That's what I've been doing wrong. Let's stop. <laughs> Pop in your cork, Julie. I mean, I feel that that's literally what Charity does, though. She really? pops her cork. She pops but her cork every for every guy she meets. Literally, though. I mean, I, if she, she doesn't Has she have got a cork? <laughs> I think if she had a bottle of champagne to share with every man who paid attention to her, it. she would. You make she sense. She would mm. pop that cork. All right, I can see. Okay. I think if you take the sexual nature out of <laughs> out of this and who Charity is, I think there is a lot about her as a character that I think is beautiful, and yes. I think it's yeah. that positivity and optimism is just gorgeous, uh, yeah. gorgeous. And I think I know people personally who are like that, and there's someone who you really want to be around. They make you feel good, and I think in a tired, jaded old world, it's it's really nice to see people who are like that. And, and I, think, I and I think that is. Sweet. The Don't lesson the- in the show, in that she doesn't suffer for it. Yeah, Don't so, let the world get you down. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think I even though like- she's not a great role model in how she, the choices she makes in her lives. Well, I would like to think in the sequel where she gets a job at the bank um, and her whole <laughs> life changes that that at some point that hope pays off for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but that's you don't thing. see it happen, so you don't well, get that's the, the frustrating nature yeah. of, you know, she was hopeful and it didn't work out and she was hopeful and it didn't work out and she was hopeful and then it did work out. Congratulations, Well, when Charity. I have seen the show, I haven't left depressed for her. I've always been like, well, okay, well, she's going to go on, have a lot more fun and adventures and hopefully she'll get something someday. And I think because the show is presented through Charity's eyes and through her own telling of this story – but the way she tells it is so ridiculous and fantastical. The characters that are in the Fandango ballroom just don't exist in the real world. I think it's incredible. And um, mm. the Pompeii Club too, that I think that her perception of the world is really cool. Yeah. I think that's great. She looks at the world in a totally um, charity way and I think that's that's definitely a, a nice takeaway. Mm. Yeah. See the best in everyone. Totally. Even if it doesn't pay off for you. And honestly, if you don't Even relate you don't to Charity as a character, it. you still have Nikki and Helene. Who keep you grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Who you can attach to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess looking at those two characters and even Charity to a certain extent, there's something to be said for recognising that everyone's aspirations are different. Mm. Everyone starts in a different place and ends up in a different place mm. and it might not be something you think a lot of but it might mean a lot to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe throwing Maybe. that out there. <laughs> Learn that lesson. Well, we all have goals and things that we we aspire to and that we want. And Charity just wants I to be a hatchet girl. <laughs> Charity wants to love and be loved in return. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> well, things just got real. Yeah, got so really real. No. Um, any other lessons that we've learned from the darling sweet Charity? Are you a brass band? I think all it takes to start a cult is a catchy song. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And a hairy vest, apparently. Oh, they, they, did that. they did get, you know, they all got presumably arrested by the police oh, who they raided got broken up. The They'll just meet up under another bridge. That's right. <laughs> and continue with the rhythm of life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, if we've wrapped it up, we've learnt a lot um, about positivity and hope. 
and Sweet Charity. Now, um, let's learn a little bit about where you can see your local production of Sweet Charity anytime soon if you're in the Brisbane area. Absolutely. Presented by Understudy Productions and performing at the gorgeous Brisbane Powerhouse. Um, and that is beginning shows on the 24th of January to the 10th of February. So yeah. Soon, soon. Very so soon. soon. Yeah. Very soon. Come along, check out the website, sweetcharitymusical.com, where you can get tickets. It's going to be a laugh. And wouldn't you like to have fun? Fun. Fun. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. On that was journey. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Maureen. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. My very first time. Thanks for popping my cork. Ooh! Ow! Gosh, the references are just coming fast and boom. Um, if you would like to find out a little bit more about some other shows and some other lessons we've learned, you can check out our entire back catalogue and, of course, everything coming your way soon at our home on the web, that's not canonproductions.com slash M-T-M-E-I-K. And you can check out any of the multitude of other podcasts on the network, um, including a few that feature Julie Eisentrager or myself, Miranda Selwood, and about 10,000 that feature Zane C. Weber in various forms. And it's only like 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can catch musicals on Twitter at Musicals Teach Me, on Facebook, search Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. If you would like to send us a lengthy email, perhaps uh, detailing how much you love Zac Efron and how much you want to see him in all of the roles in Sweet Charity, uh, you can <laughs> send that to Musicals Taught Me podcast at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast chart you are using and don't forget to tell your friends because we love new friends here at musicals and what did we say at the start if there was a thousand a thousand patreons so if you want to contribute uh, a couple dollars a month at patreon.com slash musicals taught me everything i know and eventually when we have enough of you all gathered together and contributing to this wonderful cause zane will do um just a bunch of weird stuff for you I've, i've 250 I sing a song at 500 I sing a rap or I rap a rap mm-hmm. and rap 1000 I dance dance the necronomicon and what did we promise today that I can't remember already this is really bittersweet for me <laughs> there was something at the start if you remember what it is please uh, tweet us or Facebook us PM us post send yeah we love interacting with people we do love to interact yeah. with people um, and if you check us out on Facebook you'll get regular interesting things, including memes and cats jokes from Julie. And polls. <laughs> Usually from Julie, sometimes from Zane. True. Uh, yeah. So do that. Enjoy your life. Stay positive. Uh, this has been another message from Miranda Selwitt. Julie Eisentrager. <laughs> and Zane C. Weber. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know and thank you once again to Maureen Bauer for thank coming you. to share Sweet Charity My with us. My pleasure. Disappearing in a haze of glitter and smoke and fireworks. Goodbye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.